Yeah, there's a funny thing with yields. It's pretty much like the same thing today. Unions and better business bureaus and your thing is dealing with business, money transactions. They're all kind of the same. They've been the same throughout years. It's just to can have control. Well, welcome to the Church of Satan. And today we're just going to dive into some guilds and kind of see some neat stuff. I hope to entertain you a little bit today. You know, you've got Capo is was a, a kind of a guild that referred to a guild. It's kind of talking about college and you know, it also refers to mafia. You know, just different word used through different times in our history. It means different stuff. They'd move words around and just like they do today. And I don't really get into all the politics of the moment. I think it's all just a play. You know, you're you're kind of coming to a head if you look at the way everything's structured and you know, I could be dead wrong. Very well could be. But this is just a giant power grab. And, you know, it might not be a power grab for the left or the right. But it's more a taking away of power from us, the people. From the numbers that they own. And during history, guilds was one thing that kind of threw a monkey wrench in into it. Back then, they had to get the guilds on board, you know, to tighten up shipment of metal or shipment of wool. Or you got the best carpenter to come out and work on your house. Well, you could be, you know, kind of elite, show off your wealth show off your power not so much wealth more power and these guilds were kind of funny and they played a big part in history and that's one reason they kind of got banned because they did put control back to the people they didn't mean to but that's what happens it's what always happens and the interesting part of this is that you know, a guild. Let's just break it down into smaller little little nibbles here. But power is given and taken, but it's always given by people in higher positions. The puppet masters, the ones pulling the strings. You know, I don't want to go back into all that. I need time I got point. I believe. But you had the Masons, that's where your Freemasons come out of, and they, they come out strong. But they were all little, little organizations, and so you would have a guild, and then you had to have permission to have that guild, and that was kind of like your license. 
from the higher ups, from the council, from the king, from the ruler, whoever was in charge that let a little bit of power out to somebody that they thought they could trust or think they could trust. And they, they let a little bit of that power out. And they what they're going to do is they want to control that industry. And in order to do that, they have to have people in that industry that they can kind of control. And it's kind of a pretty interesting fact, and it, and it still is in effect today. But if you look at it, you got a guild and then there'll be several masters under that guild especially once it got bigger so you can't have one guy you know you'll have people that check on the guild members you know like so let's just say i'm a master mason not 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 a mason masonic mason but i'm a, i'm a stone carp and i'm very good at my trade i'm one of the best that's ever been I might be the headmaster. I might be over that guild because my work and reputation stands tall and that's who the people want to hire because your name is spread through their little, you know, network of people just like it is today. Same 2,000 years ago. Nothing's new. The way you do it's new, but nothing's new. And I'm the best one there. And then so it's basically like running a business. You're getting membership dues. You're getting cuts on jobs. Because I'm the guy that's over that guild. And then it's my job to watch the other master masons. And they might not have had that term. It might have been, you know... Uh, you wouldn't have been an apprentice at that point. You would have been a true mason, but you would belong to that guild and then that guild would have a master or somebody higher. So they, they could have called you just wordplay at that point. You know, you have your one guy on top and then he'll have a couple of guys under him that would go check the work and the money and make sure everything's proper, paperwork's proper, get jobs. That, and that's the one thing that's kind of a little bit different with like your unions and stuff today um and it might not be but it, it you know you might have different unions there and I, I guess there could be different mason master masons in a, in a territory but i would imagine back then and you can't really believe the history books but i would say everything fell under one guild to make it simpler that way they had more control but then they could have branched out and like that one master mason that's underneath the head guy he he could have we'll just call him head headmaster so you got your headmaster running the joint you got three or four or five people under him and it could be a hundred people depending on how big it is but then you have the the master masons that are actually going out here and making stuff and then you'll have apprentices under them and then it will go all the way down and you will be using other guilds 
for your tools because you might need copper tools, you might need steel tools, and then you have to deal and you'll have arrangements to buy that stuff, you know, from the head guy or the guys right under him. So everything is kind of kept in house. So if I'm just Johnny on the spot, Jack leg, but dang talented as can be, can make anything under the sun out of masonry, but I don't belong to a guild. Well, there's a very good chance that I'm not going to be allowed not just by them telling me no, but I'm not going to be able to buy the tools. I'm not going to be able to hire the help. I'm not going to be able to buy the material. You will always have a client base, and that and that's the fun part, and that's kind of where they lose a little bit of control. Because you'll have the people that are in power, and it's kind of like if, so if I have a, a house or a workshop I can kind of do whatever I want to in that workshop or in my own house it, it was probably not near as controlled building permits and all that as it you know is today but I could hire that guy or have somebody in my little clique that I could hire and don't really have to tell them who did it but you know, they could hire me and I could come in and make something incredible. And then it would kind of be hush-hush. Like, you wouldn't really be telling how much you paid, how much... And and that goes in today. It's the black market. That's where our black market is. And that's where stuff gets kind of fun. You know, in the black market... Got different levels of that, too. You know, you have the true off-the-grid black market where you're going 100% gets everybody. Uh, nobody knows nothing. You're kind of in and out, in secret, and nobody knows anything. Then you have a different level of it that kind of the politicians or whoever's in charge and whoever does the checking is kind of paid off and they know that it something is going on and they kind of look the other way I mean, especially back in the old days man that that happened a lot i mean it big time and you know like the good old boys you know it's kind of the saying and that's where it you know that's kind of where it come from and you know you would slide somebody a little extra cash and then you could get something done and it might even be through the guild you could even get something done then you paid a little bit more you know and kind of robbed them and let them do it well then once you do that Whoever did the bribe kind of can hold that against the other person. But in a way, it kind of works both ways. It's whoever has the most power. So you can either hold the briber accountable or the briber can hold the one that took the money accountable. And then now you have a blackmail situation. And 
since at that point you're both criminals, you kind of don't really say nothing. Now you both kind of dropped into that criminal area and it's whoever has the most power is going to kind of rule that, you know, and you kind of get into your, you know, your gangs and, you know, it was gangs back in the day too. You know, I mean, even during Jesus' time, there thieves, pickpockets, and I mean, it was everything. You know, assassins, you could get somebody knocked off, you know. Wouldn't cost very much at all, especially back in the day. You could do anything. You could have somebody knocked off, take their lands, and then it goes up on the bigger scale, and then now you got kings fighting over different territory, or you know, not so much kings, but different rulers, and that they let them do it. You know, the kings do. And it's just kind of inner squabbles, and then you can take it to court, take it before the king or the king's court, but. It's kind of black markets are a little on the fun side. It depends on where you stand on the black market. And I'm not saying they're a good thing. But even today, let's say that they outlaw eggs. So now you're not allowed to buy eggs. Well, somebody's going to have eggs. Somebody's going to have a chicken. And they might be having the chicken live in their house and they're eating eggs. You know, it, it's still going to happen. They're not going to take it out completely. And then if that person, you know, you also can smuggle eggs into a different place. And it's kind of just like what they do today with, with drugs, guns people I mean they do it with everything and then the higher ups can let that come in because they know it's going to come in regardless so they figure it kind of keeps the people messed up it kind of keeps them fighting a little bit amongst themselves and there's little power structure and they get the dirt on people they can get stuff that they can hold over And, you know, back in the day, it took, you know, it's longer to travel. And if I'm a stonemason, and see, then that it breaks it down into what type of stone work am I doing? How important is my knowledge that nobody else knows? Can't replace me. And that gives me kind of the upper hand. And the longer the trade is in effect, the more people that are going to be talented enough to make it. And the market is pretty much saturated with those type of people. And then then you're less important. But if I'm very important and not the one, you know, not too many people know how to do what I do. Well, if, say, I need sand, well, they control that. Um, Maybe I can't get it. And then that kind of puts me in a bad spot. I'm needing a material, needing copper for my tools or, or, you know, 
grinding stones or well, you know, whatever you need. A, a place to store everything. And, and they kind of can come in and, you know, control other parts of my trade. Even though they're not controlling me, they, they are controlling, you know, by an outside source. And then if I am doing something on the down low, you know, building Mr. Peter's uh, uh, outdoor cooking spot for his goats, you know, that way he can go cook his goats and nobody knows he don't want to go through the channels and he's not having to pay the guild master, you know, the headmaster, the high cost and it's going to cost he can kind of go through and get somebody maybe one of the second hand apprentice third third level apprentice fourth level i mean somebody on the very ground level that just knows how to stack rock mix mortar you know make clay you know seals that you know and seal the rock up to where he can actually cook proper more likely the guy would know how to do that back in that day and time himself just as an example well then you got the old guy that stands on the corner or you know feeding his donkey he's out there every day he don't really get a get along with mr jones there it's wanting the goat cooker and so he'll go snitch him out to the authorities that or he don't like the guy that's doing the work or you know it could be anything and then that's kind of where you start getting into officials sticking their nose into it and then them having to have an enforcing the where they could actually make him tear down that structure find him make him pay the guild a price even though the guild people didn't do it but they were losing the money and and the it, it kind of goes even into witchcraft. That's where you get your Catholics, you know, mixing in with the pagans on the Christian religion somewhat. And you were only allowed to teach, and that even is kind of today, you're only allowed to teach a certain set of, you know, what they the higher ups agree to you know that goes along with that whatever the propaganda is for that moment then so you're kind of stuck and then if, if you're doing anything other than that say if, if you're not wanting to go to a man to have him pray for you you actually want to pray yourself well now you're kind of going against what they say is God's word and if you're preaching I mean it's kind of why they killed Jesus you know I mean I, I, that's what it all boils down to and, and they were scared of it they knew something wasn't right and they were scared he was getting people to follow him it was just like in today's time if you have somebody rise up 99% of a chance they're bought and paid for. 
I don't care who it is. You can almost just watch how it's going on and they're bought and paid for. I don't care what political side they're on, they're bought and paid for. That or they would not have that voice, that outlet. And and they'll let the right, the left, even back in the day, they'll let so much go on. They want you fighting. But they also want to be in control of who's fighting. Because they want one side fighting the other side, not both sides fighting the higher ups. That's what scares them. That's what scares the governments because that's when you have the overthrow of the governments. It's, you know, the French Revolution, um, you know, Civil War, that's kind of where it started. It was a little bit deeper on the Civil War, but you know, that's another story. But you also had the healers back in the time. You know, you had the doctors. It's got the twisted snakes that go up the pole. You know, it's like Satan's snakes. Then you, know, you can get into the Catholics, the their flag, the three crowns. But just everything, they got to tell you, it's all symbolism. They're, they're going to tell you what's up and kind of almost throw it in your face. But when you get into the doctors, so I won't, I got to cut. And I don't want to go to a doctor, so I know I can go get this herb and put it on my hand and make it quit. Well, now I'm a witch because I'm using nature to heal and not going to let a doctor cut my hand off and burn the end of it. You know, to carterize it. Trying to save my hand. I didn't go their way and I didn't pay them their money that they want. And it's another way to control you. So, you know, some people they'd let do stuff. Some people they would. And I guess if you were a good enough healer at some point, you, you could become a doctor back in the day. You know, I wouldn't know better. Gene gets sick. He wants somebody come and heal him. He don't care who he is. You don't want to get his hand cut off and he's not going to let his hand get cut off. So it gets... It, it, there's definitely, definitely two sets of rules. Always has been, and there always will be. Always. What's well, the fun job is once you get into that black market area, the blackmail area. You know, some people's got a private island and they're chalking up lists and pictures and names and, you know, and there's other people related to that letting little secrets out and they're kind of doing their thing getting paid off getting bought off or disappearing having a boat and accident you know magically hanging themselves in jail or disappearing and going below the outer banks and you know once they get caught and they go to that fall and the government says, oh, you're bad, you got to go. But they got a ton of stuff on the government, on on the political figures, not really the government, but that that's what the government is. It's political figures. You know, they, 
they take them out. But where do they actually take them out to? Do they actually assassinate them? Do they actually kill them? Or are they in on the little secrets at the outside perimeter of what we call the boundaries of Earth? You know, like, lay that round globe down, open it up, and it's flat. That map, you got that Antarctica that encircles. And, and it goes both ways. You can say that all right, they ship them, you know, out there. They do their little thing, and, you know, they kind of got their free card where they can go somewhere else. They're, they're dead here on Earth, and so they go to the Outer Banks. And if you don't, if you don't believe that there's land outside of Antarctica and we're not on a four pillars of the Earth's a flat plane, firmament above us if you don't believe that well what about a moon base these you got to remember how powerful these people are and you got to remember more than likely they're pretty dad bird smart and they're gonna have backup systems to where if something happens the names of those people that were involved that they were blackmailing is gonna get out they're, they're gonna have they're gonna have that system set up in the place and so it almost makes you think it'd be like well okay why don't they let that out why, why didn't they get if they get triggered or they're locked up in jail getting ready to get assassinated or if they do get assassinated one of the people that they have you know underneath them, is on the blackmail end of it. You know, they have all the pictures. Why, why ain't that released? Why, why did that not go anywhere? Well, to me, using my peanut brain, if I was into all that and I had that kind of power, you know, my own plane, my own island, dealing with God knows what, probably a little bit of everything, you know, Satan's island. Basically a giant honeypot where they're entrapping congressmen, entrapping businessmen, entrapping whoever, judges, whoever. If all that is real, just just say it's real. Just Just pretend like it is real. And then now, something, some reason, it gets out to the public, and they need a fall guy, and I'm the owner of all that, and so now I'm getting ready to go down. Can't tell me that I'm not going to be smart enough to have some kind of a trip system that when that happens, that names are not going to be released. I'm going to try to bribe my way out of there without releasing it to the public I'm going to use that as bribery to get out and if they do execute me there's a trigger system that dumps all the information all the photographs everything recordings photographs past presidents future presidents governors congressmen you name it, everybody 
it just dumps it. it it dumps it out into the public airwaves there's no way that it can be stopped it dumps and it's out that didn't happen why why didn't that happen i mean i'm peanut brain poor man can make that happen so you tell me you've got that much blackmail that much dirt on high-powered most powerful people in the world and you can't let it out and you end up dying in a prison cell just think about that for a minute no, no information got out don't make a whole lot of sense unless i had a death card that acted like i was dead and I was taken somewheres to where nobody would know me. Well, it can't be anywhere that we're traveling now. So, like, it couldn't be in the boundaries of the our so-called seven continents. It couldn't happen because if it did, somebody's going to know. Yeah, somebody's going to have some kind of face recognition, some some kind of something and they're going to find out and then then it's even going to be a bigger scandal than what it was that they would have just asked you and you got out why did you get out how did you get out well it kind of leads to one thing you didn't die and you were taken somewhere and where were you taken I mean, think about that. So it can't be anywhere that me and you can go. It it can't be anywhere with, you know, no facial surgeries, no none of that. Because you're still going to be kind of, even like if you're in one of the, you know, so-called witness protection programs, people are still going to know, well, especially when you're that powerful and you're that much in the limelight people are going to know and so you have to go somewhere where we can't get to we don't have access to it's the only thing that makes sense you're not going to kill the guy because he's got so much dirt he's one of your buddies and he's got so much dirt on you and so much video and so much and you're using that too because you're part of that pyramid this guy's in that pyramid scheme and and he has people underneath of him but the people underneath him are also using that those strings and that blackmail for other people that they've brought in that they now have power over and then and it just keeps on going it's deep 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 that guy's not going nowhere well he's going somewhere but he's not he's not getting act because there's too much information that could get out that has to be controlled if it's real hey if it's not real then it would make perfect sense that the guy was just doing stuff and he just he just killed himself you know he didn't want to put up the legal defense he didn't want to you know try to appeal and try to use this power which he had plenty of power his girlfriend or wife had plenty of power still does so where do they go? I mean, 
I'm I'm just thinking of that scenario. If it's real, the guy ain't dead. He can't be. And if he's not dead, where did he go? We have a moon base. We have a place on Mars. Can we get out of the Earth's atmosphere and penetrate space and travel through space? Ah, see, I don't, I don't think we can do that. None of that stuff makes sense. When you start getting into the physics of stuff and the mathematical equations of stuff, none of that makes sense. I'm pretty smart when it comes to that. And it doesn't make sense. Once again, my peanut brain thinking. Earth is spinning, has a slight wobble. We're rotating around the sun. All the stars are rotating outside realm of us. And every single year, that one star lines up between two holes and tells that Indian he needs to plant, the ancient Indian, that we need to plant crops at this time. I see now they're even outlawing Indian stuff. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's an, hysterical at where, where we've gotten to because it's falling apart is why because they know that there's enough smart people that if you're spinning that earth and we're rotating around the sun and then and we're traveling through space at i don't even know how many thousands of miles an hour miles a second i guess the earth spinning at that at that rate and the sun we're going around the sun so we're not only we're not only spinning but we're spinning as a body around the sun and you know the earth spinning as well and then the galaxy is spinning and then the outer galaxies are spinning but every single year you can line up two points and look at that star and take a picture of it and that same star is there every year the odds of that happening are way beyond mind computing the the big computers can't even compute that it's not going to happen it's impossible for that to happen one of those items must be stationary has to be there's no, there's no other way for that to work. If, let's just say, if we're stationary, and everything is spinning around us, and we're not moving, we're on the four pillars that's holding up the Earth, as it states in the Bible. Four corners of the Earth. If we're stationary and everything's rotating around us, the star system, the sun. It's spinning in our sky. It worked. You can line that up. When you take Earth spinning, there, it's an impossible factor of that same stone. Two stones lining up with that that star. It's impossible. And you know, now Polaris never moves. The star above the North Pole 
that star is always stationary well that star can't be stationary there's no way that that can happen the whole thing is a scam so where do they send these people where do they send them do they literally just kill them and that's part of the agreement that they have with them that they can live this extraordinary life life of luxury is what they gleam it out to be do, do they have that agreement you know the old the old saying they sold their soul to the devil could that be a reason they agree to it and once their time clicks by they've already enacted all the stuff you know the cameras where they're taken to jail and taken to court and all that it's all pre-arranged before you check out you check out before all that happens so they play that in the film role on your local television that way you can't speak out and you you know you've, you've signed that agreement with the devil and you're checked out you're gone you're dead there is no more power all those people below you don't have pictures of other people doing stuff and it's all just the big just disappears don't ever happen man that that my peanut brain don't wrap around that and if my little peanut brain don't wrap around that if you actually take two minutes and look into that and just think about it don't think about don't take what they say but use your own brain your own logic use you talk to god say just just say a prayer to jesus please let me understand this and, it, and then when you pray that and you stop and you think about it and you need to because this is very important stuff because if they lie about that they'll lie about everything so earth they say it's the globe spinning around you know okay and so where where did they take that dude how did that guy get gone I mean he either had to sign an agreement and, and sell his soul to the devil the higher ups or whatever and him be in that position 50 years or however long he's in that position and live the life of luxury and I don't even know how old he was 60, 70 and then, you know whenever you get say to 70 I just give him a number when you hit 70 years old you're gone. you have to leave everything and you're done and then they'll have to have a keeper that keeps all that information and all that blackmail stuff that they got on the lower people you know remember if they take the higher egg out somebody else has to go up there they get that so what what did they do with all the blackmail material if there was blackmail material and, and i mean he kind of got he kind of got convicted on it so some of it was true and if they're letting it out as some of it's true then more likely there's a whole bunch of it that's true 
So what, what really, you know, where did he go? What happened? Who's the next guy? Who, who controls all the blackmail stuff now? Where, where did all that go? They are not going to destroy it. That's power to them. Because everybody that went there, they have dirt on them. They're not just going to be like, oh, okay, everybody's done. We don't have no dirt on anybody anymore. Anybody that went out here, oh, we took out the main guy, and so everybody's free and clear. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to see here. Just going about your merry way. Absolutely not, man. Once they got dirt on you, you're going to keep dirt. They're going to use that dirt and plant it as many times as they can. You're not getting out of that, that check hold. Somebody's got it. And, and you know, to be fair and honest, somebody was in charge of it before they got it. So somebody had that power before they let him do it. He, he was not the main dog in charge. He was another pawn in that system. There's a lot to take in on that, and just a lot of stuff don't make sense. And it kind of gets to the point of where you're like, man, I really don't trust this stuff. And once you start digging and looking, it it doesn't, doesn't add up. And when you get to where one thing doesn't add up, well, when there's a whole bunch of stuff, and then it makes you just question everything. And it all goes back you know, to the guilds, to the to the pecking order, you know. So you have a guild of the pilot. You know, he belongs to an organization that flies out there. You have the boat people. You have the servants at the house. I mean, uh, that, that gets a little tricky, but, you know, say you get people that clean, people that do whatever, you actually get people that are, you know, that do, why didn't they open their mouths? Because they're in a guild and, you know, so much a guild maybe in today's time. It's a, it's a weird, weird setup when you look at it. And, you know, it's just like when you talk about the moon stuff being faked and there's, oh, there's no way that they could hush that many people up. Yeah, there is. I'm, I'm sitting right now, today, I'm sitting in the secret city, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. I'm right downtown. Got a job to go look at out here. Secret city. Gaddafi's nuclear stuff come here very few people know that these people my dad worked out here my grandpa worked out here they never said a word and I'm very close to them both of them they never said a word of what they did in that plant I mean they'll tell you about their work buddy or something outside or you know, the work buddy bought this truck or this gun or, you know, they're going here, going there. Nothing in or about that plant. It's a security clearance. You got to have a security clearance to get in. And once you get that security clearance, man, kind of a different word. 
you're, you're kind of in a different realm. And you, when you play on that national security, what, what, what really happens? I mean, don't get me wrong. I believe in America. I love America. I'm born and raised here, national proud, call it a nationalism or whatever. I'm, I'm a proud East Tennessee, God-fearing, God-loving, gun-toting redneck. I wished I was owned. I know it's going to sound weird for some people, but by the state of Tennessee versus the United States government, because that would get rid of the federal regulations. It would break it down a little bit smaller. And that needs to happen. The 14th Amendment is not a good amendment. It changes the senators. It changes our status. 14th Amendment of the Constitution is unconstitutional. <laughs> it takes some weight. So that, that's kind of another, another one in itself. How can a paper go against itself well I mean it's because they've added it they've done amendments to it and they've all agreed to it well maybe it's time we unagree to some stuff or maybe have other agreements because it's not going to work how it is right now it's failing um I mean you can just look at everything look at these cities how these cities are just a shell of themselves and where'd all the people go? I mean, I think we're missing a bunch of people. <laughs> I don't know. Just stuff don't add up. Stuff stuff don't add up like it did. And I guess if you're a survivor here after COVID and you're still living and breathing, you need to be checking into this stuff. I know my little podcast, The Church of Satan, it's a little weird. It's worth listening to, though, I think. Um, I mean, I think I have a... If part of what I'm saying is true, man, you ought to be scared to death. But then again, you ought not be scared to death because you just love Jesus. Give your soul, your heart to Jesus. That's it. That's all you got to do. And then everything else, you'll be surprised at how your eyes will open up once you start seeing and if you all can see what I see, man, it's a, it's a different world. It is a very, very different world. Well, I guess I'll adjourn. All members rise. <laughs>